0: Man, I tell you, a little over 30 years ago now, since that first night that I came down and just left it all at the altar and surrendered my life to Him, man, I tell you, I'm thankful for what God can do with a life. Yeah, I'm thankful for what God can do with a life. One of my favorite scriptures, as the Lord says, in the book of Ezekiel, He said, I build the waste places. I think about that so many times I heard my, my pastor preach from that so many times just encouraging people oh man just don't ever th- just give up and throw the towel in because God can fix things when it looks unfixable he can uh, put things back together that uh, you, know, you know there's old nursery rhyme about Humpty Dumpty said so nobody could do anything with him but, but let me tell you if the Lord had intervened on that Oh, Humpty would have been fine Because the Lord He can put them broken lives back together And I'm thankful for that tonight And thankful to see you all In the house of the Lord, brother and sister Grievers, It's great to see you guys tonight I know y'all down <laughs> visiting this Beautiful grandbaby and seeing your kids So we're glad y'all were able to check in With us as well Love this family very much And just excited we've got some visitors with us tonight We're glad y'all are with us Thank- Let's give our visitors a hand tonight We're glad you're here and, man, I love Wednesday nights, teaching, and just, uh, you know, uh, Wednesday night, man, that's just where, you know, the rubber meets the road a lot of times. It's your teaching and, and living this life. It's, uh, you know, Sundays we get very evangelistic, and we're preaching the good news, and everybody's excited. Man, this past Sunday, we uh, baptized five, three filled the Holy Ghost. Man, I tell you, I'm excited about what God's doing. Of course, it's the same Holy Ghost in here tonight, and, uh, but um, I'm thankful that the Spirit leads us into truth, and uh, not just some truth, but it says all truth, lead us into all truth, and so we can study the Word of God. Jesus said the words I speak are spirit and their life. His Word is true. It can't be corrupted, and um, I'm thankful for it tonight, and I love learning how to more better live for Jesus. <laughs> I want, to, I want to be able to be better for him as I go, so what's the word teach me and tell me about this walk I'm on, and how, how do I perfect that walk? You know, Anything we, we care about, we want to perfect it. We, we want it to be better. If, you, if it's a marriage, you want to work on your marriage. You want it to be the best it can be. If it's on your job or, or a hobby or a sport you play, anything that you do, you want to be better at it, so you, you'll study, you'll watch videos, you'll... YouTube tutorials are infamous now. You know, everybody says, hey, there's a, there's a video about that. They'll tell you how to do it, and uh, and it, that actually works. I tried that one time on something, and it worked. So, um, you know, but the Scripture will tell us it's better than any YouTube video you'll ever get. The Scripture says we live we live or to have a life. We have a life by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. And so I'm thankful. I love the Word of God. And tonight, what I felt like uh, teaching on tonight um, with uh, just the way God's moving and, and the people that we have in our midst now, just felt like uh, teaching on this tonight is one of my, uh, just a favorite subject of mine to teach on. So uh, we'll get right to it if you'll remain standing for just another moment. And if you have your Bibles and you want to turn uh, with me to Psalm 92, or you can follow along with the screen, Psalm 92. Psalm uh, 92. 12 through 15 is what we're going to read. Just grateful to see everyone here tonight. Don't forget a lot of stuff is coming up as you're finding this place. Uh, Easter, Sunday is right around the corner and we have uh, we'll be having a, a egg hunt here after the 11 o'clock service. We've got about 16, 1,700 eggs to hide. So somebody's going to be busy stuffing eggs and hiding eggs. Uh, I'll be preaching while they're hiding eggs, and then uh, we'll let turn these kids loose to find them. So, but that's going to be a lot of fun, so be sure to be here. If you don't have somewhere to be, uh, be with us on Easter Sunday. Psalm 92 and verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our god they shall still bring forth fruit in old age they shall be fat that's not talking about because you had too many donuts or you visited the green room too often it's not about coffee and donuts it means that word fat there means rich and fertile so um, and so they will be fat And flourishing, which uh, the word flourish means to bloom or to spread, uh, or it can mean to fly as extending your wings. Uh, But uh, then he said, to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. And tonight, simply, we're going to talk about this, planted. What does it mean to be planted, and what are the benefits of being planted? Let's pray together for the lesson and for the Word of God tonight. Lord, we love you and thank you for your presence in this house. And Lord, we just bless your name for all the benefits you give us. Lord, thank you for all these that have gathered together tonight. Now let us hear what the Spirit would say to the church. God, let us receive this Word into good ground in our hearts that we can grow and be better. Lord, that we can be better for the kingdom. And Lord, most of all, be ready to meet you when you come, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Would you give him a hand clap and a shout of praise before you're seated? Thankful for the Lord tonight. I'm thankful for his word. Thankful for the Lord. God bless you. You can be seated tonight. Planted. We could have said planted in the house of the Lord. We could have said house Plants uh, Plants are not something that I do well Um or I should say that we don't do well. <laughs> we don't do plants. Uh, years ago, we asked our people, please don't bring us any more live plants because we just set them on the deck and let them die because we, we're not even trying anymore. We just we don't even attempt because we, we kill them if we try to, to make them better. And I don't have that green thumb, uh, I guess. And um, I'm sure there's a YouTube video to tell me how, but... Um, I just don't have that kind of patience with that. But God is a very patient God. And uh, He is very patient with His people. And you will see through, especially through the Old Testament, but even into the New, uh, many times uh, the saints of God, the church, people even just are referenced as trees, certain kind of trees. In one place, uh, wicked, evil people were... Uh, recognized as a green bay tree that grows up and spreads out but uh, they have no endurance because the writer said I I looked again and I could not see them they were gone and they had passed away but uh, many times God will speak of his people as trees one of the greatest things he created uh, at the beginning uh, of time was the trees and he said he created trees with fruit that had its seed within itself so that it could continue um, uh, many trees live hundreds and uh, hundreds and hundreds of years and, and a tree can continue, so to say, a legacy even by the fruit it bears because within that one piece of fruit there are many seeds that uh, may get distributed somehow when other trees grow that bear much more fruit and it just continues and continues. And it's just a beautiful picture of how God intended for his people to be, to be flourishing, to be fruitful in the land. To, he even told the, you know, the first couple and, uh, and to Noah and his family, he said, you know, be fruitful and multiply, you know, and, and fill the land. And, and uh, so we know tonight that God wants us to be blessed. He's got plans for us, the Scripture says. I know the plans that I, th- that I think toward you, the thoughts I think toward you, and the plans I have for your expected end. Um, He wants us to be blessed in this life. And so there are definitely ways in Scripture uh, to learn as we are living this life how can we be blessed in the house of the Lord? How can we be blessed walking and living for God? I don't want to, you know, I've said this before and just, well, we walk by faith, Pastor, not by sight. We're just blind. No, 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 that's not right. Uh, We do walk by faith, but we're not blind. Scripture never said we were blind. It it said we walk by faith and not by what we see. But we do see because through our faith we have seen God do so many things. And so, um, but what I don't want to do is just put on some blinders and never see all the things that I could have if I could see what God had for me in his word. Uh, There are too many times that um, people... um, as we, you know, I've, I've seen it over the years in, in my walk with God and, and pastoring, especially that people have a tremendous experience with God and they have a one big explosive service. Um, man, they, they, get, they think they've gotten everything that they're going to get, and that's where they stop. But I've said this before, and, I, and, I, I, and sadly, uh, we'll probably say it again, is that there'll be a lot of people who have experienced the new birth that will never see everything they could see with God because they think that's all there is to it. But Paul wrote to us in Romans, he said, it's not just about being born, it's about living. He said, now you're going to walk in the newness of life. Uh, so once we come to God and we give our lives up to him, we become new creatures in him, now there's a life to live. And how do I do that to the best? What can I do to ensure that My success. You know, a a tree, he said, the writer started out, he said, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Now, we used to hear that palm tree Christian message preached all the time. Older saints would preach that all the time because a palm tree can be in a typhoon, a monsoon, whatever you want to call it, and that tree will bend all the way over to the ground. But when the storm's over, it just comes right back up. It's got that kind of flexibility and it's not rigid. It won't won't just fall out. And he said the righteous are like that. They're like a palm tree. Don't ever think living for God exempts you from storms or trouble or trial or test because that will happen. But it doesn't have to take you out. It doesn't have to be the end of your walk with God. And when we learn uh, to do the things the Scripture says, it ensures Uh, us weathering the storm so to speak so he said the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree he shall grow that means he's going to continue to grow and now the cedars that were in Lebanon were uh, you know where they use a lot of cedar in the scripture in building the temple of the Lord the scripture says we are the temple of the Holy Ghost Uh, so God's intending us uh, to be like these trees that grow and flourish that they're Priceless, They're precious and they're used for great things. But then he says this, and this is where we'll get to the main part of the message is that those that be planted, the word planted there uh, in the Hebrew, it means not just to plant, as in to plant in the ground, but it also means to transplant. And all oh, we could spend a lot of time talking about being transplanted. Uh, you could talk to Abraham when God said, hey, get up out of this land and go to the land that I, I'm going to tell you about, that I'm going to give you. I'm going to get you out of this land and put you in another land and that's where your promise will be. Uh, or we could look at ourselves and say he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Um, you know, so he, he took us out of uh, sin and put us into his kingdom. And, and so we, we know that we can also be transplanted. But um, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God but you got to be planted in the house of the Lord there is uh, you know, a few years ago when uh, COVID hit it, it, there's a lot of things it should have done and there's a lot of things it did it, it should have shown us that we don't I, I get it we don't have to be in these four walls to feel God you don't have to be. You don't have to be uh, in a church, because I feel God on days of the week that we're not in here, and I'm sure you do too. I'm sure you pray in other places beside this and probably listen to preaching in other places beside this, but that doesn't take away the importance of the house of God. And if people today that say, oh, it don't matter about going to a building, well, then what do you do with the scriptures that just lift up the, the house of God? How do you ignore the scriptures that talk about how vital the house of God is? All scripture is given to us, and it's for inspiration. And there are things that happen in the house of God that don't happen while you're out at the lake. Well, I'm closer to God when I'm out in nature. Well, you ain't no closer to God out there than I am in here, because God's everywhere. (laughs) There's more of God out there at the mountains. Really? Because He fills the heavens and the earth, He fills every... He's everywhere. You can't uh, you can't put him, tie him down to a location. So, no, you're not closer to God in nature than you are in a building. You're seeing more of his handiwork maybe, but you're not closer to him. I don't know if I agree with you. Well, you just tell me where there's more of God. He's everywhere. But those that be planted in the house of the Lord, we need a place to go. We need a place where we can... A fellowship where we can come into his presence the house of the lord was so precious david uh he laid up the store to build it and then solomon built it and and the lord came down in his glory came down in that house so strong and so stout that they people couldn't even minister they couldn't even stand to be in there and god blessed that house and he said i'll bless this house in such a way that if you're in another land and get in trouble he said just pray toward this house and I'll hear you, and I'll, I'll come rescue you. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of things. And so uh, we can't undermine the importance of the house of God, and we need to be uh, making sure that uh, we are cherishing the times that we can come here. If there's one thing I learned about in 2020 in those first few weeks was that old saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone. When we couldn't gather together, It wasn't that we were just choosing it. It It's like, no, you can't gather, and we didn't know what to do. And, of course, we were doing all that stuff. But I realized, oh, how I miss worshiping in the house of God. I miss standing behind this pulpit and and preaching to people and, and praying with people and worshiping with the saints of God. I miss the things that happen in the house of God. And he said, and again, the Scripture just tells us right here, if you want to flourish... If you want to bloom, if you really want to, to progress, be planted in the house of the Lord. That doesn't mean this is going to be, turn into a compound and we'll all live here and we'll all marry each other and we'll have a bunch of kids that don't look right. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is absolutely not what I'm talking about. That's not going to happen. It's, it's not that kind of thing. It's, uh, he said, but you need to have roots somewhere. The, the main thing about something planted is that it has roots so that it can be fed, so that it can grow, that it can be what it's supposed to be. And he said, you'll never be everything you could be. It doesn't mean you don't believe in God. It doesn't mean you don't read your Bible. It doesn't mean you don't pray. But you'll never be fed. You'll never receive everything you need to receive uh, if you don't have a house to be planted in, a place that you can be fed Uh, That's what what that's all about. When you plant a tree in the ground, in the soil, it's going to begin to grow a root system and it's getting all the nutrients that it needs. It's being fed the things it has to have so it can grow and get bigger and spread out and have leaves and, and produce fruit and all the things that it needs to do. It's amazing all the things that trees can actually do. Think about everything that a tree is used for. Uh, food, uh, for a product. I mean, just it's amazing just for the beauty of a tree. You know, one uh, poet said, you know, poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. And that's the truth. Men cannot create trees. Now, they can create fake trees, but we'll talk about about that maybe in in just a minute. But uh, God's desire for us is to, uh, as Jesus said in John 15 and 8, he said, abide in me so you can bear much fruit. He wants you to flourish. So he said, people, the, the saints of God, those that are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish. There's a, he didn't say you might. He said you shall if you're planted. If you're planted in the house of the Lord, uh, that means there's a root system there. You'll flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still Bring forth fruit in old age. Many times we we feel like, well, I'm getting on up there. I'm a senior now. Maybe I don't have as much to offer. But he said, even in their old age, they would still bring forth fruit. They would be productive. Uh, Man, let me tell you, there is nothing like. And you know, we we should know this ourselves. How many times we talk about our, our praying elders and our elders who uh, taught us things and our grandparents and great-grandparents that lived to be 80, 90, 100, but were still praying and preaching and loving us and teaching people about Jesus and still witnessing about the goodness of God. I mean, uh, you know, we had a Sister Joy. She's not back from the, uh, recovering yet, but while she was in the hospital, 85 years old, uh, in the hospital... By herself in the emergency room, and she starts thanking the Lord and praising God, and God filled her with the Holy Ghost by herself on her hospital bed. She said, Little girl come in, she said, I'm apostolic, darling. She said, I've been praying in tongues. You know about that? And she said, the girl said, Yeah, and then left the room and never come back. (laughs) But she she said, but she's 85. You say, well, 85, you know, she's, she's probably got an exemption there, you know. It's a senior citizen thing. Lord, ain't we got a discount with you? Oh, don't, shouldn't we just get a free pass by now? But but God wanted her to be blessed and to have this. And, and she's still just talking to her. She gets so excited talking about that. But how many people uh, is that encouraging that feel like, man, uh, I feel like I'm Past my prime. I feel like there's nothing left for me to do. But I just heard about this 85-year-old lady. God filled the Holy Ghost in the hospital. And what a witness that's been. God still, she's still bringing forth fruit in her old age. And that's what happens. But you know where she's been for the past 16 years? Planted in this house. She tells me still, she said, I'm getting well. I'll be back, pastor. That's my church. And, and that's go- I'm not going nowhere. That's my church. And, and she said, I can't wait to get back. She's planted in the house of the Lord. That doesn't mean she lives here, but this is her house. This is where she comes to worship God. This is the house in her life that is called by the name of the Lord, and this is where she comes. And so they shall be uh, fat, which again, not f- big, but they are uh, fertile. They, uh, they are rich. Um, you know, they're, they, they're, they're doing great. They've got everything they need, and uh, they'll be flourishing. And he said and all this is not just for you. He said it's to show that the Lord is upright, that he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. It's, uh, the blessings that God gives us in this house is not for us to store away and squirrel away uh, like some kind of animal for hibernation. Uh, he's saying I'm blessing you so you can let it shine, so you can be a blessing to others, those, those trees, Uh, that we talk about, you know, they they grow up and and, and they they produce fruit. They produce their their limbs for the birds to lodge in, their uh, shade for animals to get on and and food and fruit. Uh, It blesses other people. And that's what the trees, these trees of righteousness that we are, that's what God wants us to do. But to be, to have that success, uh, you want to have a house that you're connected to. Again, I know. Hey, I got. I, I know, the church is not a building. I, I've, I've, if I've heard that one time, I've heard it a thousand. Right, but there is a church building. No, the church is not just a building, but there is a church building, and it's a place where we go to learn and to fellowship and to to see what God will do, to hear from the Lord in places. Does that mean we don't hear from God in other places? Absolutely not. But the Scripture plainly tells us that when we are planted. When we have roots in the house of God, we will flourish in the courts of our God. David said it like this, Psalm 52 and 8. He said, but I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. Where where is he like a green olive tree? In the house of God. Was that meant that he spent all this time? No, we know he was on the battlefield We know that he uh, was in different places. He he was not always in the temple, but he knew that this house, this temple, this place, this house that is called by the name of the Lord is where I get what I need to stay uh, alive. A green tree is a tree that is alive. He said, I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. Well, And I don't think he could have said any kind of tree, but he said olive tree. And you know what they would use olives for? They would crush them to make the oil for the anointing. And uh, so it's represented, he said, you, you want your anointing to stay fresh? You better be planted in the house of the Lord. Because you start staying away from where your root system is supposed to be, you start drying up. I don't want to be twice dead and plucked up by the roots. I want to stay alive. I want to stay vital. I want to be fat and flourishing, okay? That's all right to say. I want to be fat and flourishing. I know, I'm know i not even putting that word out there because I don't want to be fat. But t- I want to be rich, and uh, I want to be a blessing to others, and, and, I, and I want to be everything that I can be for God. That's why this house is so important. And then he said, I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. God intends us to grow, not just to be uh, spiritual babies. He wants us to mature and to grow in our walk with him. And, and so uh, that's one, like I said, I'm not a, a plant expert. I don't even try to garden. I've got 10 acres of land and I will not plant a garden because that will be a waste of time. Now, if somebody wanted to come plant one, that'd be, that'd be fine. And just I'll, have to give me a little bit of your corn or okra or whatever you're growing. But uh, I can't do it. You say, well, you could if you tried. No, I can't. A man's got to know his limitations. I'm not a farmer. This is not Farmer Ed. I am not, that, that's not me. I am not a farmer. But what I do know about plants is that if they are going to grow, they've got to be planted. You don't see plants floating around in the sky. You'll see plants laying out on the road, or or anyway, you know, they got to be planted somewhere so that they can grow. They must be planted. Uh, You plant seeds. You can't keep seeds in a packet. That's just a pack of seeds. Don't do nothing. You got to plant it if you want to grow. What happens when you plant it? It begins to grow roots down so it can grow up. And so we got to get roots. Down in the house of God, so we can begin to grow up and be what God wants us to be, so we can flourish, produce, and last. When he said they'll be still bringing fruit in their old age, he said, You will last in the house of God. Stay with the house of God. Uh, you know, don't, don't get a lot of people uh, fell out of the habit of going to church during uh, uh, 2020 because they said, Well, I can just watch. Watch it online and you can and you can be blessed by it. Ain't no doubt about it. But it's not the same as having a house to go to to worship the Lord. Uh, We're supposed to uh, have a root system. We're supposed to be able to uh, grow And, and when you are not connected to the house of God or not planted in the house of God, you just don't flourish. A tree could grow but not flourish. If it's not producing fruit, it's not flourishing. It can be growing. It can be alive. But It's not flourishing. Uh, it can be alive and it can be sick because it's not getting the stuff it needs to get. We need to be planted in the house of the Lord. You know, uh, some uh, you know, uh, soil, it can only sustain some kind of plants but not others. That's why you don't just plant any kind of tree in your yard because it won't live. It's just not going to do it. We can't just be planted anywhere. God intends us to be planted in his house. We are his trees, and so uh, we've got to be planted in this good ground and uh, good environment, so a place that's conducive to us growing and flourishing and being everything God wants us to be. We must be in the house of the Lord. Jeremiah seventeen seven and 8 said this, Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Well, then he said, Verse 8, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreads out her roots by the river, shall not see when he cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall, and shall something, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. There is a benefit to being planted. And you say, well, he's talking about being planted. He said, be like a tree planted by a river. You know where I see living water? In the house of the Lord. You know where rivers of living water flow? In the house of the Lord. And so when we trust God, is what David said. He said, I'm like a green olive tree in the house of God, and that causes me to trust in the mercy of God forever. And then Jeremiah said, Well, if you trust God, you'll be like a tree planted. So it's just back and forth. It, it reciprocates. It's, it's saying, uh, trusting God, being with God, being planted is how you produce. It's how you flourish. It's how you grow. It's how you be everything that God wants you to be. One of our uh, favorite scriptures, uh, the Lord, when we read this in in the Gospels and Jesus stands up to read the scroll, he read this uh, from Isaiah 61. And it said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captive, the opening of prisons to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn. Now we love that because that's what Jesus does. But why does he do it? It says to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Why? So they can be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. Again, he does it. Yes, it blesses our life. But he said, it's so people will glorify me and see what I can do. He said, I can do all these things that, that help you get better. He said, but I do this so that you'll stay. I don't do it so you'll just take off and go do anything. He said, I do these things. I comfort you. I open those uh, prison doors. I give you beauty for ashes, oil of joy. I do all these things so you'll stay. So you'll be planted in the house of the Lord, that you'll become a tree of righteousness. Again, trees that bless others, that bless other people. Uh, We want to be trees that are bearing much fruit. As Jesus said, it's the Lord's will for us to bear much fruit. We belong to God. The trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. We know that the scripture says God has purchased the church with his own blood. We know that we were uh, bought with a price. We understand that. We belong to God. When you're baptized in His name, uh, there's, uh, the old times it will tell you that any time a purchase was made, it was made in a name. And so when we're baptized in His name, we become His. We are the purchased possession. We belong to God. We're His people, chosen people, a holy nation, a peculiar people. We are God's houseplants. And God does good with house plants. I don't do good with house plants. But it says, they that be planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. That's why uh, David would say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He did say, let, I was glad when they said unto me, I you know, I was glad when they said, let's go to conference. I like conference. I like camp meeting. I like N-A-Y-C. I like, you know, I could say I was glad when they said go a lot of places, but David said, I was glad when there was somebody else beside me wanting to go and when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord because he knew what he was going to find when he got there. The Bible says we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We are meant to be connected to the house of the Lord. If we're not giving God thanks, we're not entering in in the right way. But if we want to come in and be a part of this, we enter in with thanksgiving and with praise. Again, we are meant to be connected to the house of the Lord. And this is more than just a meeting place. It's not a clubhouse. This is where we're changed. This is where we're fed. This is where we're nourished. This is where we're cared for. This is where we're taught. This is where we are encouraged. This is where we grow. Not in the world. He didn't say they that be planted in the world would flourish. He said they that be planted in the house of the Lord. He called us out of the world. We're in the world but not of the world as Jesus said. So uh, that's, uh, the world's where you perish. That's what the scripture says. That's where, the, where, where things perish. That's where things are burned up. That's where we starve. We must be planted in the house of God. Amen. Psalm 84 and 10, uh, David said, For a day, just one day in your court is better than a thousand. And I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. He said, I would just, I'd rather be the doorkeeper. This is the king talking. I'd rather be the doorkeeper in the house of God than to to dwell in the tents of the wicked. One day's better. Just one day. He's saying, in other words, he's telling people, try it. Try it. Uh, When I first read that scripture, when I first got in church years ago, in the very first Bible I had, I thought about that, I said, one day. And so I went back and and looked from the year that I was born until the night that I gave my life to God, 9,125 days I lived on this earth before I said, Lord, I'll serve you. 9,125 days. And you know what? I would have traded all those days for that one day, that one night in the house of the Lord where God said, hey, I love you and I've got something better for you. And friend, I learned right then and there, uh, you know where I heard that? In the house of the Lord. You know where I was baptized at? In the house of the Lord. You know where I met my wife? In the house of the Lord. You know where I dedicated my children? In the house of the Lord. Yeah. I've seen so much in the house of God that has blessed my life and caused me and helped me to be who I am today. I've been prayed for and prayed for others in the house of the Lord. I've seen miracles and signs and wonders in the house of the Lord. And so if I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be in his house. I'm going to be planted. Because you know what we're not? We're not tumbleweeds. The Bible says we're not to be Cast about with every wind of doctrine. That's what a tumbleweed is. Just rolling along. Just wherever it lands up, whatever it bumps up against. It it just goes until it runs into something. And then it's stuck. And It might get stuck against a dumpster. Yeah, it might get stuck in a ditch or in a mud hole. Or in a sewer. Uh, I want to be planted. I want to be rolling along taking my chances where I'm going to wind up. I want to know where I'm being fed I, I, I want to be uh, planted in the house of the Lord always, I, I meet people a lot of people different things and, and I, sometimes they come through and they, they say they're, you know, they're, they're you know, ministers and men of God and things like that but they say I don't have no home church though. I don't have no pastor and, well I get a little wary of, of people like that because if you're not planted somewhere you know, you're, you're just a tumbleweed You know, even evangelists that go out, they they have a place they base out of. They have somebody they're accountable to. They have a place to go home to. Uh, They they may be traveling, but they do have a home. And they know, they grew up in the church. You just don't take off and just say, I'm just going to go everywhere. I'm not accountable to nobody. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Look, how will you grow? How will you flourish? You can't uh, be blessed outside of God's word. You can't be. You're going to be blessed according to God's word. So uh, when we're in the house of the Lord, a lot of times that's where we interact, and where God interacts with us, where the five-fold ministry interacts with us, where we hear apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Do we encounter them in other places? Sure we do. But in your own home church, those ministries through the Holy Ghost are operating and feeding and blessing. And you know why God gave that? He said, for the perfecting of the saints. He said, I, I gave those ministries so that the children of God could be perfected. So that, well, how, how's a tree more perfect than when it's planted in the right soil? How's a tree more perfect than when it's blooming and, and putting out the fruit it's supposed to put out? That's when we are blessed. Listen, the Word of God, I know what the Scripture says the Word of God is seed. And and then uh, there's a sower, but you have to have contact with the sower. You've got to seed has no chance to fail or flourish if it's in a packet or if it's still as Haggai said, is it still in the barn? Is it still there? So uh, look what uh, let's look at this. Look what uh, Paul said, one Corinthians one and twenty one. What God chose, uh, he said, for after the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God. By the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Now, a lot of people, they, I, don't, you know, I just don't really care for preachers. They don't, don't bother me. It's, it's sad because why would you not like something that God gave you? But anyway, he said it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Nobody's going to ever get saved out of the realm of the preaching. Because it's the word. Now, let's just think about that for a minute. Remember that. So, if God chose the foolishness of preaching to save people, where do they hear preaching at? In the house of the Lord. The Bible says, how can they even believe? How can they know or believe in someone they've never heard of? And how can they hear without a preacher? That's scripture. That's Romans 10. A lot of people love Romans 10, and that's what the Lord said right there. He said, How how can they hear? How can they know? How can they believe if they're not hearing it? And then how do they hear it? How can they hear without a preacher? Then he said, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, where are this house, the house of the Lord, when you're connected, when you're planted, that's where your faith is going to grow. That's where your faith is going to flourish. Will you still use faith outside of these walls? Sure you will. But this is where you hear the preached word of God where you can build your faith and where you can flourish so that you can go out and be a blessing and let your light shine and, and do good work so that God can be glorified. And so the sower, the preacher, he's in the house of God. Yes, you should read, study on your own, But if you want to flourish, you must be planted in the house of the Lord. There's got to be some contact with the sower of seed. Hebrews 10 and 25, he said that uh, we should not be forsaking. The word forsaking means to leave behind or to desert. We should not leave behind or desert the practice of assembling ourselves together as the manner of some is. So, there's two types of people, those that won't go to church and those that do. And he said, we should not be like the ones who won't go. Don't do as the manner of some is and just lay out for any excuse. Never go. You know, it, sure, are you going to be sick some days and not make it? Absolutely. You're going to have to work sometimes and not make it? Absolutely. You're going to have a flat tire and not make it? Sure. There's going to be all kinds of things where you may miss a service. God's not going to be like, well, that's it. I'm writing you a pink slip. You're out of here. God's not going to do that, but it's a, a, a choice that, no, I don't have to go to church. I don't have to do that. Well, you're only hurting yourself. And if it's a family, you only hurt your family by not teaching them about the body because you know what all this is? It's more than chairs and lights and carpet and music. It is the body. It is your brother and your sister. It is the people that you will be in heaven with one day. You know, if, if, uh, if hanging around saints of God bothers you here, I don't know what to say for you when you get there because we're going to be together forever. Ain't going, to be no, you know, ain't going to be no corner for introverts in heaven. I think introvertness will be done away with once we get to heaven. That just will melt away. We'll all be extroverts when we get to heaven except for about 30 minutes, I think. You know, it's going to be 30 minutes of silence, it says. That's, all, that's for the introverts to let them have one last little... Thing. and now it's, we're going to be praising God for eternity so <laughs> introverts get 30 minutes and that's it but if that's God's time that might be actually be longer than our 30 minutes Who knows? anyway I'm getting silly I need not get behind that um, but we don't need to forsake the semblance of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhort one another well how can you exhort one another if you're not here got to be here and so much more it ought to be even more urgent for us as we see the day approaching, what day is he talking about? the day of the Lord? Uh, and so we should be um, even more, it should be more urgent in our spirit to be here, to be in God's house, to be inviting people to God's house uh, so that they can hear the preached word of God and, and be blessed by the fellowship of the saints. The house of uh, the, the house, this house is God's house. It's a house of prayer. Scripture says his house will be a house of prayer. It's a house of worship. It's a house of fellowship and communion with God and with the saints. In Psalm 27, 4, David said this, one thing, one thing I have desired of the Lord, and this is what I'll seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. What's there, David? The beauty of the Lord, to behold The beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. You know what I saw Sunday? I saw the beauty of the Lord. I saw people coming up out of the water, sins washed away, joy and and just wonder on their faces. I saw people being filled with the Holy Ghost. I saw tears flowing as they felt the presence of God in their life and realized that God had done something for them. I saw the beauty of the Lord. You know where I saw it? Here in the house of the Lord. David, the king, could ask anything of God if he wanted to. I'm sure that God loved David. But he said, here's what I have desired, and this is what I will seek after. I'm going to make a personal effort to do this, to make sure I stay connected to the house of God all the days of my life. It's easy to find reasons not to go. Oh, it's easy to stay out of church. It's it, anything. It's, do I feel a little sick? Yeah. I have got... Headache, I probably got COVID, i better stay home. Uh, I, I probably got that thing that's going around, I'd better stay home. Well, I do have to get up early tomorrow, so i better stay. It's easy to talk yourself out of getting in your car and driving again and getting to the house of the Lord. It's easy to do that. people say, oh, I, I can't hardly miss it. But your flesh is like, you know, you're not really feeling good. You should stay home. You know, it's easy to talk yourself out of coming to church. But David said, I'm so adamant about it. He said, I'm going to make a conscious effort to seek how I can continue this walk with God and and be better. I'm going to stay because I know that I am like a green olive tree in the house of my God. And so uh, David desired to dwell in the house of the Lord forever because he knew that's where he would Flourish. I'm the king. I need to have everything I can working for me so I can take care of these people. So I'm going to plant myself in the house of God. Psalm 23 and 6, he said this, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Well, where was he wanting to be all the days of his life? In the house of the Lord. And then he said, And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's my intention. I'm going to be where God Wants me to be. I'm going to be where I am best when I am planted, where I am flourishing in the house of God. We need to be planted, so we can establish and grow. Now I said, uh, how many of you out here can can grow house plants? Come on, don't be look at all these green thumbs right here. Yeah, I'm going to stick my tongue. Let me just stick my tongue out at you. No, listen. Okay, you get you a plant get the right pot, get all the right soil, all them little sticks you stick in it, do you do that, whatever you, you know what you're doing, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> all them things you put in there that makes them grow pretty. And you're like, it's growing, it's pretty, oh, that's the first bloom, it's blooming out, it's so nice. When it gets real good, when it's just like perfect, I want you to grab it, take it out of the pot, shake all the dirt off of it, take it out there and sit it on your driveway and go look at it in a couple of days. You'll look at it in a week, dead. What it needs is in the house, but now it's outside the house. What's it going to look like when it's been plucked up, when it's, when it's not where it's supposed to be? Or, or just do that every day. Go, take it outside and sit on the driveway a little while and bring it back and set it back in. It'll start, will start, because it can't be established, because it can't be in and out, in and out. It'll never get established. It'll never grow like it's supposed to grow. We can't be in church, out of church, in church, out of church, you got to be planted in the house of the Lord if you want to flourish. That's what we've got to have. So, uh, you know, I don't want to be that double-minded kind of Christian. I want to be focused. I want to be like David. I'm going to seek how I can stay here in the house of the Lord. That's why you get connected. Get involved with your church. Don't don't just come and, and hang out in the corners. Get involved. What can I do to be a part of the work of the kingdom of God? And so, uh, when we are in the house, we're fed, cared for, we're watered. Uh, the God-given abilities that he has given us, they begin to flourish. But we're not meant to be mobile. Plants are not mobile. They need to be planted and rooted. The word uh, plant, as I said earlier, also means transplanted. Take it from one place to another. God, when God transplants us, he doesn't just move you here, here, here. He's not moving you like you're on a checkerboard but he'll call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He'll plant you. He'll call you out of things that you shouldn't be in. He'll plant you so you can be fed by the good stuff. He'll take you out. The Bible says we were a wild olive branch that he grafted in to a good vine so the root could feed us. It wasn't a vine that wasn't connected. It. It's the, it was that true vine. It was him and it said in the root, we don't bear the root, the root bears us. That means the root feeds us. He said, I'll take this wild olive branch. It's wild. And graft it into something good. And guess what? It becomes good. It doesn't keep producing wild olives. It starts producing what the root is feeding it. So uh, that's what happens. That's why when, especially early in our walk with God, it's so vital to be in the house of the Lord to, to fellowship, to hear preaching, to, to be where you can pray and to be prayed for so that you can be getting that anybody that plants plants knows that those early days are, are vital right away you got to start you just put them in there i'll water it tomorrow you're soaking that thing down at the beginning and that's one thing i have seen people do i don't do it again but uh, that's one thing i see people do They said right there when you first plant it you've got to make sure everything's right at the beginning you can't wait a week and see if it's all right you got to get it right at the beginning and so at the beginning we need to be planted be right here, called out of darkness. We can't go back. We're not supposed to go back. We must be connected to God every day. Every day. And not just here. We need to be connected to God everywhere, but there must be a here. There's got to be a here if we're going to be successful. I know I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm running down, and I'm, I'm just about done. Uh, here's some more scriptures about the house of the Lord. In 1 Chronicles 29 and 3, Uh, Here, the writer said, I have set my affection to the house of my God. That's where my affection's at. I love the house of God. I love my church. I love my church people. I love the place that God gives us. I, I love the place that we were before. I love that little old lion's den that we was in for a little while. I love that little storefront we was in for a little while because I, I, I saw a lot of lives changed in those little places, people being filled with the Holy Ghost, giving their lives to God, and, and God just took us on a journey from here to there, there and then to, to here. And who knows? Is this it? Uh, who knows? God may open up a place even bigger. You never know. Another place that we need uh, that will suit what he needs done better. I don't know, but, but I'm thankful for this wonderful place because I have met... Uh, how many of y'all did I meet here in this building? There's a whole section right here. You know, how, See, that's why I love the Lord and that's why I love this place because I met all you wonderful people here. And a, and a lot of y'all I met over there. A lot of y'all I baptized over there. A lot of y'all I baptized here. I, I love what I have seen in God's house. In Psalm 26 and 8, uh, the psalmist said, Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house And the place where your honor dwells, he he said. I love this place. It ain't just like, oh, that's where I go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. No, I love this place. I love it. I love it. In Psalm uh, eighty-four, look at what he says about the house of the Lord here. Psalm eighty-four, one and one through four. He said, "How amiable are thy tabernacles, your house, Lord, O Lord of hosts." He said, "My soul, it longs for. Yeah, it even faints." Or the court of the Lord, my heart and my flesh cries out for the living God. Yeah, the sparrow, he says, look, even birds, the sparrows found a house and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young, even your altars in his house. O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will still be praising thee. And he said, Selah, or pause and think about that for a minute. He said, when you stay in the house of God, no matter what happens, you'll still be praising God. Yeah. And it's, there's something you get here that you just don't get anywhere else. There's something that happens, something that the way God feeds us. That's why he, he uh, likened it to trees that are planted, rooted, and flourishing and growing. And they're fertile. He said they're going to always be, no matter what happens, no matter how hot it gets, how dry it gets, they're going to have what they need. They're still going to be praising me. And so you could go on and on, but the fact is this, we must be planted to prosper, to grow, and it matters where we are Planted, Peter said, "We should grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ." Well, where do we learn about Him? Well, you, again, you can study and do things at home, but, but most of us could probably, uh, if we were as kids, were taken to Sunday school or Bible school. We learned about Jesus in church. We learned about Him in our Sunday school, or uh, you know, maybe we had a grandparent or somebody telling us about Him. But we found our way to the house of God. That's where we begin to learn to grow. In grace and knowledge, I don't want to be stifled in my growth with God. I want to grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So this is where I learn about Him, uh, and I'm I'm getting ready. So honey, if you want to come to the music, I'm gonna blow through these last scriptures pretty quick. But here are several verses of Scripture, and they all have the same answer: Psalm 63 and 2. Where do I see His power and glory? His sanctuary. In Psalm 68 and 24, to see his goings, his sanctuary. In Psalm 73 and 17, to have understanding, his sanctuary. In Psalm 77 and 13, to see his ways, his sanctuary. In Psalm 96 and 6, to see his strength and beauty, his sanctuary. In Psalm uh, 134, 1 and 2, it says, Behold, bless the Lord, all you his servants of the Lord, which by night stand in the house of, of the Lord. And then he said, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Psalm 150 and 1 tells us that that we should praise God in the sanctuary. But how can I do that if I'm not here? How can I praise Him in the sanctuary when I'm never in the sanctuary? Can I praise Him other places? Absolutely, you should. Praise Him in your car, in your kitchen, in your house, in the store, whatever. You know, praise Him Anytime, one man said, i stop seven times a day to praise God. So, you know, that's fine. But in this sanctuary, it's where you see that glory and that power and that honor and that beauty and all those things. We need the house of God. You can stand with me. This is our dwelling place. It's where the Lord dwells. It's where His people dwell. It's where His plants dwell, the trees of righteousness. And we quote Jeremiah 29 a lot. We love it because we like to think that God's got things for us past what we can see today. I know the thoughts I think toward you, and I know uh, the plans I have for you. And uh, you know, it's it's, it's not to destroy you or to hurt you or to. He said, but it's to build you and to, to lift you up and to give you an expected end. God wants us to be planted because he knows that's how you'll continue. But if you're not planted, if you're not planted, if you have no root, if you're not being fed, he knows you can't exist but so long. You've got to be planted. There's a role to fulfill in this life. There's an inheritance that's waiting for us, but we miss that if we are not planted. There's a a quote by Audrey Hepburn. and She said, To plant a garden is to believe in tomorrow. Well, God planted us because he believes in our future. I've gone away to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. In my father's house. See, when we leave here, we go into the house. His father's house, or many mansions, if it were, so I told you. He said, if I go away to prepare it, then I will come again so I can receive you unto myself. I don't want him to come back and find me like a tumbleweed. I want him to find me planted in the house of God. Amen. Oh, I hope this blessed you and helped you tonight. Hope it encouraged you. Let's give the Lord a hand for his word tonight. Thankful for the word of God. Thankful.